You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takara Martin, counselors, authors of the Soul Ties Detox, and founders of the Soul Ties Healthy Love Club. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, promote self-love for singles, and support strong, healthy relationships for couples. Here on the Soul Ties Podcast, we answer your questions. So join us weekly on Facebook Live, where we look forward to interacting with you live and on air. Do you have a burning question to send us? Then go to relationshipgoals.tv. That's relationshipgoals.tv. Now, let's get into today's episode. Now we can read that next letter. Read. We're going to get to the letter. And here's what we're going to do very uniquely about this. And because um, this problem, this question that we get, uh, it goes across the board. It applies to um, single people in relationships, but it also applies to marriage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so what we're going to do in this letter, we're going to answer it from both a single perspective and a married perspective mm-hmm. just so we can um because i think there are a lot of married ladies who are, who are in marriages where it's like my husband won't touch me mm-hmm. um and we, we wanted to make sure that we address both so if you're married this is not just for single people this is for married people also so stick around okay go ahead babe oh good you're doing it this way so i have to put on my glasses Oh, yeah. I I increased the vision. (laughs) So we got a letter via our DMs (laughs) that says, I heard that. You ain't funny. Hello, the Martins. (laughs) I have a dilemma. The guy I'm currently dating is not affectionate. Physical touch is one of my top three love languages. I've told him several times this is a need. We don't kiss or hug nor hold hands. I told him several times this is what I need from him. I told him it makes me feel like he's not attracted to me and I feel neglected. He says he's going to do better but doesn't. We even took the love language test but he didn't agree with his results. When I asked him what he needed from me, he says I don't know. We talk every day. We met each other's family. I've tried, sorry, I've, yeah, I've tried to have him read articles to learn about relationships, even watch relationship videos so eventually we can be on the same page. It does no good. I'm at a point of just giving up. I love him and I want it to work. What should I do? Okay, so we're going to get two things off the bat because we we believe that this is a dating relationship. So two things off the bat. Number one is physical touch. Physical touch does not denote sex automatically. Physical touch is a love language that does not mean that we're looking for sex or sexual discourse. Um, It means uh, hugging, touching, holding hands. Kissing is very important for those who have a physical touch. Not, I mean, it's important for everybody, but people with physical touch as a love language really, really pull into that. Um, snuggling and just, and just by and far being in someone else's personal space, scan to scan. Um, and we want to warn those of you who are dating with physical touch. 
Um, it's important that you understand one thing or two things. Number one is that physical touch does not mean sex only. You don't want to fall into that sex only trap. Number one, because you're dating. You really don't want to be having that. But number, uh, but number two is that it is a trap. Okay. And then the second, the second thing about that is, is that you don't want anyone to, um, to trick you or misuse yes. your 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 love language and you want to guard your, your love language or they will use you for that and you'll think it's okay because you're getting fed somehow some way right um what we recommend you do and anyone else with the other love languages is pull into our um uh guarding your love language series it's in the um healthy love club and so if you pull into the guarding your love language series you should be able to find your love language if you already know it and then you'll be able to um, identify the especially when you're dating because we learned what they are and how to feed them right. but how to guard them that's very important yes how to guard guard your love language be that while dating go ahead yes and and what it will teach you um and we say this all the time your love language is your intimate access to you um, and so what you have to learn is that everything that you're begging for is also what can be used to harm you, um, in a, especially in a dating relationship. So, again, it's important to learn how to guard that. Just wanted to throw that in there. Absolutely. Now, now we're going to answer this in two ways. Like Takara said, we're going to answer um, those who are having this problem in dating, and we're going to answer those who are having this problem in marriage because we've seen people have this problem in marriage, male and female. Yes. Men who, who, whose wives will not, uh, or whose wives are just not affectionate. They're just not. Um, it's, it's kind of their demeanor. Right. And, and women whose husbands are just not affectionate. Is that is their demeanor uh, as well. But let's start with dating. I think dating is, is, is yes. appropriate to start with dating. And so let's go ahead and qualify that. You guys know how I feel about dating. You guys know how I see dating. So let me go ahead and qualify how we see dating so we can move on with this. When you're dating, you're a single person in a temporary circumstance. And that circumstance either in breakup or marriage. One of the two. Again, when you're dating, you're a single person in a temporary circumstance. And that circumstance ends in one of two ways eventually in a breakup or marriage that's it now what happens is mo most people date mm -hmm. uh, they date with their heart they date to they date to attract not to assess right so what they're doing is the first person who they finally let through all the barriers that's who they want yeah and what happens is they end up what happens is what happened was yeah. <laughs> what happens is um, they end up emotionally uh, they, they're uh, investing into that person and investing into that person and investing into that person and over a period of months or years they in, emo become emotionally married to that person yes so it's hard to say no or it's hard to say this is not what I want or it's hard to say this is what I don't deserve um, when you're all, when you're married to that person emotionally and feel a sense of obligation, a sense of a sense of loyalty, a sense of faithfulness, and a sense of uh, um, uh, just I have to make this work out. Go ahead. Yes, and so that loyalty, I want to just really quickly because in the letter she said we've met each other's family. Yeah, and one thing that happens in dating relationships is that even if this is not supposed to be the person that you are going to that you should be marrying. Um, let me be very careful with that. Like, even this, even if this is not the person that you should be in a long-term marital relationship with, 
what happens is what we do. I say that a lot too, huh? What happens is what we (laughs) do is that we engage in activities that create a loyalty and a bond to that person. And of course, meeting that person's family is one of the things that makes us loyal. If we meet their family, this must be real. It also makes you say, oh my goodness, then I don't want to pull away because now I risk like losing that investment. If he let me meet his family, he must be serious. So now all I have to do is get him to give me what I need so, so we can be on the same page. Exactly, exactly. Do you want to please them? You, wanna, um, you don't want to offend them. You don't want to be talked about. You created other relationships that connects to him. And so these are different ties, different binds, different bondings that keep you in the same place. That makes sense? Yes, yes, yes. So thank you so much. So in order to answer you, in this dating scenario, let's, let's go back to this here. You're asking your man whom you love um, that you, in order to feel the love or in order to be loved, you need this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And his response is a resounding no. You've talked to him. You've instructed him. You've uh, given him information. You've reasoned with him. And his response is what? Either he's saying no or his actions are telling you no. And, and what we're hearing is he's saying no. He's literally saying no. So let me, let me just kind of tell you, I, I mean, I really could skip this, but I want to tell you why he's saying no because I want, I want to make sure that people hear this. I want to make sure that women hear this when it comes to their man. Number one is each time you introduce a man to his flaw, he's going to push back because now he's taking it personal. You've said something is wrong with him, and he, he can immediately get it defensive. Now, women do that too, but because we're talking to her, I want to make sure that she gets that. And I'm not saying that he's not wrong. What I'm saying is, is that this is where he's at. Okay? Yes. Yes. No, no. Go ahead. Number two is every time you send him an article, or tag him in something. <laughs> what you're doing is you're sending him information that he's going to reject because he's already rejecting the notion of what you want. That doesn't help. Nobody likes to read nowadays unless they're into something and, and they're going to be into a good book or something like that. We're not going to take the time. Men don't take the time. When you're sending us stuff, that does not, babe, babe, t- you've been there. Oh, I've been there. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about when you, I mean, just as a man. And so let me qualify this. When you send him stuff. Okay, go ahead. I will qualify this with when you send these things to number one, um, a man who's not necessarily 100% committed or going in the same direction that you're going or wants the same things that you want. Okay. Or when you send this to someone who maybe isn't as emotionally mature either. Okay. Right. Um, because I think, and I know Kenyon. I can send Kenyon things. Kenyon's a mature man. If your if your man's tuned into you and he wants to learn you, like I could send him something, and he's be like, oh, okay, cool. I would at least scan it. You would at least scan it. <laughs> you would at least scan it. But, I, but but well, number one, we we communicate, so I think right, that's right. different. But I think for the most part, some. Never mind. Emotional. I think somebody who's not as as tuned in and wanting to receive you, right, is automatically going to reject it and not even think twice about it. Right. Um, I have been there. I have done this, and let me tell you, number one, not only did I get the exact same things that she got, um, and I did everything that she did. When I tell you verbatim, I felt like I wrote this letter about eight years ago, like uh, 10 years ago. Like literally, I know exactly where this lady is. Okay. So when I would do it, 
it would either be deleted and not said nothing to it. It'd be like, all right, I mean, cool. They wouldn't read it at all, really. They would say they read it. They wouldn't read it at all. The other things I would get, honestly, one time I got one that was shot right back at to me was like, here's how to respect your man. Read this article. And I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, And so it was, um, number one, it was just a, the biggest gut punch that I could ever receive from somebody who most men – like what dude like physical touch like as a woman growing up all we learned was that women wanted physical touch right 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 so as a woman and your man is rejecting to connect with you in that way it's humiliating yeah and that it's literally it's plain out rejection and there's nothing that after that once you feel rejected we'll get into this later but after a while it's like okay like she said at the end i'm ready to give up right that's it. Did you want me to say no, that? No, 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 no. That's it. Because I'm that's trying it. not to step into your later point. So I'm like, <laughs> I was really trying to reserve that. No, 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 no. I get it. I get it. I appreciate that. Number three, um, if he takes the test and he rejects the test, now you got to understand he could be rejecting the test because you told him to take it, or he could just be reject rejecting the results. Either way, he can't respect his results, and so he doesn't respect your results. And when you ask asked him about himself and he said i don't know either he doesn't want to tell you about himself or he doesn't know about himself but both of those are statements that he is not completely informed on his self-image he is either telling you he doesn't want to completely inform you or he's not completely informed on his self-image and a man with a half self-image a man with who's still trying to figure things out on himself is 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 going to be a hard person to be with that's that's the number one. Anyone like that, but talking to you, a man who's who's still trying to figure stuff out is going to be a hard person to, to be with. Go ahead. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why we are so hard on the dating aspect of things. We absolutely want to see marriages saved, but we actually don't ever want marriages to get to this place here. Right. And it's because while you're dating, he's telling you everything that you need to know that says, sis, run. When it comes down to it, um, in marriage, this doesn't get easier. And I have to, we have to be careful because one of the things that I've seen happen, to myself included, is that a lot of times we abstain from touch. If we're in a celibate relationship before we get married, a lot of times we, we, we stay away from touching and holding hands and kissing because we're trying to reserve that for marriage. And so some of us, may even get into these relationships and marriages and feel like because they're not touching me right now that means once we get married it's going to be like doom on up to the bedroom off to the races consummating like bunnies he's going to be grabbing my booty we're going to be holding hands he's going to hug me he's going to kiss me all of that we think is going to happen after marriage and so we have to also qualify that that we understand that even being in a celibate relationship mm -hmm. that you're withholding that but understand when you get into marriage who they are magnifies and intensifies when they're dating. So if I'm dating you and we're abstaining from intimate relationships until we get married, I, need, I still need to know that you desire me. Yeah. I still need to know that, hey, when I marry you, you're going to want me. So that means like, again, it's physical touch. It is holding my hand, but it also is communicating to me that you are willing to go where I need you to go to please me.
And if he cannot do that in dating, it's only going to get worse in marriage down the line. That's what you have to pay attention to because it's not even so much that he's not doing it right now. He's telling you plain and simple that he is not willing to do the work when it gets there. And so mm. as I'm sitting here right now dating you and you're telling me what you're not going to do, marriage is all about shedding of yourself to become one. It's all about dying to yourself to become one. If you cannot begin to show this little bit, and I'm not even, I, hold my hand. If you can't begin to show this right now, what do you think is gonna happen in marriage? Every night when you have to sit up here and lay alone by yourself and cry yourself to sleep, been there because you have a husband who does not touch you. It only gets worse. Absolutely. High horse this is stepping down. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was perfect. That was perfect. And you really hit on well, the last point was he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. He has offered several concise and consistent answers. As a matter of fact, that I'll try is basically if I feel like it, because the most consistent answer is going to be no. So here it is. You've talked to him. You've informed him. You've sent him instructions. You, you, you've tried to reason with him. You've given him all that you have on a consistent basis. You've sat, have sat down and talked to him. When are you going to believe him? That's the key. When are you going to believe that this is a no? And it's a hard no. Um, this is someone who's already determined what they're not going to give and what they don't want to mm -hmm. give. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. So here's the thing. And we know this is hard. Yeah. We know this is hard to hear because if you're dating more than likely the way people date today, you're emotionally married, but here's the kicker because you're dating, you have choices. You have choices that you need to exercise and you have that freedom of choice in doing that. You may not want to make that choice, but the thing is, if you don't make that choice now, when are you going to make that choice? Because like Takara was alluding to, marriage is too late to make a choice to figure, because marriage is not going to make it better. Right. It's going to magnify the situation, mm -hmm. just like you said. Mm -hmm. um, he's already told you that he's unwilling or incapable. So what are you going to do? Now, we're not going to tell you which choice to make. Well, we're, all we're going to say is listen to him, listen to his answer, and respond accordingly. One thing we realize in dating and in marriage is that we cannot control the significant other. We can't control them. So we make decisions regarding how we deal with them. That make sense? Yes. Um, one thing that we always ask people, I've asked myself this. Um, sometimes I ignored my own answer. I've asked myself this even, you know, previously um, in previous relationships. If things never change, will I be okay in this relationship as it is right now? If nothing ever changes, will I be okay in this relationship? And then you have to make a decision from there. And whatever you decide, it's your choice. We're not judging you. There's no judgment here whatsoever. Right. But everything that you accept from here on out, every time he tells you no, every time he disregards your need, mm -hmm. and you stay, you are effectively making a choice and telling him that that is okay. And you're telling yourself that you don't deserve more. Have you ever been listening to us, Takara and Kenyon? 
and wondered, what if they could be my personal coaches? Okay, what if we could be your personal coaches through some of the toughest issues of your relationship or singleness? What if we told you that we are prepared to go anywhere you are? And not only that, but a community of those just like you will be there too. We've got something special for you. Our goal to guide you and thousands of others from heartbreak to wholeness has just gotten upgrade. We've recently opened the doors to the Soul Ties Healthy Love Club. This is our private community designed specifically for you so that you can grow in the healthy love that you were designed for. And our dynamic healthy love roadmap houses a rapidly growing library of guidance made for wherever you are in your relationship journey. Are you interested in joining? Visit thehealthyloveclub.com. That's thehealthyloveclub, all one word, dot com. Visit today to get started. Period. And, and as you make those statements, um, especially to him, he's going he's gonna to act and respond no matter how much you cry and complain. Yeah. And as much as you tell you, when you tell yourself, you risk, uh, our pastor used this word earlier today, you risk um, drawing yourself into a cognitive dissonance and to wanting someone who, that you don't, who you don't really want to be with. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. You're, you want them, but you don't want their behavior. And that creates that creates static and maddening and it makes you feel crazy, but it also will hurt you at the end of the day. And you'll end up giving up something in order to make yourself, your internal uh, uh, consciousness feel correct. You'll, you'll give up, you'll start justifying why you're there. You'll start giving up some of your needs. You start giving up some of the things that you decided that you wanted to do. You start giving up what you need from him and you'll start moving closer and closer and closer. And the reason why is because this dysfunction, is, 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 even though it's dysfunctional, you're comfortable, you're familiar, and it's better than being by yourself. Okay, before we answer the marriage side of things, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot, and I'm so sorry. I love you so much. I'm going to give you a special treat after this. I promise. <laughs> You're so silly. I promise. What's up? But when we go into the married side, I need you to, if you deem it appropriate, Start with the story of what happened with Tamar in the Bible. Oh, okay. You want that on the married side or you want that on this side? Because it really kind of... I feel like it's the bridge between the two. It is the bridge between the two. Can you please? Okay. So Tamar was a daughter of David, right? Mm -hmm. And David uh, had many different sons and one son was in love with Tamar. So he was in love with his sister. He was a, it was a step. Uh, I'm sorry. It was a um, half sister. And so, because David, you know, he got it in, right? And so, <laughs> he has a half sister. He has a, a, a Tamar and her brother. I forget his name. I f- pardon me for forgetting it. I, you should see it in Samuel, Second Samuel, it's somewhere. Samuel. Second Samuel. Um, now, what happens is, is he he wanted his sister, his half sister, so bad. He wanted her so bad that he feigned ailment. He feigned sickness, right? Yes. And he said. To 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 whomever to his uh to to his brothers or to his siblings or whatever. Onan. On, uh, no no no. Not, it's not Onan. Uh, no no no. It's not. It's definitely not Onan. Sorry, that's the, that's <laughs> it's definitely not Onan. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> but, I was like reading the name. I, it's gonna come to me. I apologize. Okay, keep. Okay going. okay yeah you 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 do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. But what happens is he said get I would feel better 
if you send Tamar in with food or with something that is soothing me, fine. So they went to go get Tamar and they sent her in and this brother pulled her close and he, he raped her. Okay. Now, after he raped her, I, ooh, I think it's an A name. I forget. After he raped her, suddenly it was almost like a switch. He decided he didn't want her anymore. He hated her. Mm. And she and she was in such a such, such disarray. It's like now that this has happened to me, now that you've done this to me, you can't leave me like this. You must honor me. You must marry me. You must take me fully, not just partially. Right. You can't just take a piece of me. You got to take all of me. You must honor my womanhood. You must honor me as a woman, as a princess. You must honor me as a child in the in the nation of God. You need to do this. And he rejected her to such an extent it was ridiculous. And, the, and, and where it fits in here is especially, uh, well, where, where it fits in here is that physical reject, that piece of rejection, okay? Where it can fit in with physical touch is if you offer yourself too soon to someone through dating, mm. what they can end up getting is what exactly they wanted or what they lusted after and leave the rest behind. You become the bones and they'll eat the chicken. You see what I'm saying? Or in marriages, when you rush too quickly because you just want to have sex and get married. And then after that, there's nothing left because you're the desire. Once you have sex, it is that same situation. But now you've used a marriage to get to that what you wanted. And then the desire leaves after that and you have nothing left as well. Mm -hmm. But But that's the thing is that... Being in that marriage, she ended up. Did he marry her? No, he didn't marry. No, her. he did not. Being in that, he was hated. He, he was hated. I see what you're looking at, but this is further down the line. This, is, this comes before that. Got you. The mm -hmm. idea, though, is is that once you offer your physical access, that intimate access to the wrong person, and they do not give you because I don't know if y'all are sleeping together or not. But what I can tell you is that if you have physical touch as your love language, and many of us have grown up to mistake sex for physical touch. If you offer that prematurely, then you'll chase that the, the, the entire relationship trying to get fed what you think you're getting through sex. Exactly. You'll continue to chase it. And so the only thing you can do to feel loved and received by them is sleep with them. And then so that way, when you get into a marriage, the only time you feel loved and accepted by your husband is through sex, but they don't give you anything else that you're desiring, that you're hungry for. And that, again, because like Kenya started off by saying, is that physical touch is not sex. Right. Physical touch is, you said one thing, kissing. Kissing is very important in physical important. touch. Holding hands is very important. But the ultimate culmination of it is desire. Yeah. I want to know that you desire Absolutely. me. Now, can we go to the married folks? Yes, let's go to the married folks. I'm sorry, I thought that's what I was doing was creating a good segue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of did it, but then I did not. Well, the, seg the segue would be just the, just the feeling that Tamar felt in her rejection. Because here's the problem with, with married folks. When you feel this level of rejection, but you're in a marriage, you feel locked in. And that's even a harder hurt. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because what happens is that you're in this thing that you're trying to honor. Now you're in front of God. Now you're in front of all your people and you're in a place where you feel unwanted. Yes. And you have to stay there. So in, in, in the marriage situation, the same scenario applies. 
and you've talked to them, you've instructed them, you've given them information, and you've tried to rationalize with them. Now, here's the thing. Nine times out of ten before you married, married him, you knew about this. And we understand you're here now, but we have to make that identification because the dating folks need to make sure that they're taking notes that if you know it now, don't think it's going to get better later. You cannot pray sex and touch and intimacy and affection into marriage. And, well, and here, here, you, you can, but here, here's what we want to say. You can painstakingly because this is the character of the person that you marry, male and female. This is the character of the person you married. This is the habit of the person you married. This is the disposition of the person you married. That means that person must and need to change, to have an actual change in order to accommodate you. And if they have to have an actual change, help is going to be necessary once you get behind the walls of marriage. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. So you're in a place right now where he doesn't touch you. He doesn't caress you. He doesn't kiss you. He doesn't hold you. He doesn't hug you. And you reached out to him and you pleaded with him and you told him how hurt you feel to be unloved. Now, for the married person, I want to share this with you. Go ahead, babe. No, and I, I want to say. I think this is a perfect way. Go ahead. Well, no, because I think for married women, especially who find themselves in this situation, mm -hmm. I think it's very important that you go to him the right way. Right. I think it's, and I'm, and so because of where you're about to go, I think it's, you know, if even if, I think even if you have not asked yet, but you're feeling you don't know how, I think tagging him in things in case you missed that earlier is not the way to do it telling just coming out and making him feel terrible about it is not the way to do it mm -hmm. there is a way to address your husband on how this makes you feel that you are not being received affectionately by him if you're in marriage and you're in this place where you're not being touched we're not being loved you're not being um um hell where you're being literally physically Emotionally and, and, and uh, emotionally, all that when you're being rejected. One of two things are going to happen. The first thing that's going to happen is it's going to drive you into depression. It's going to drive you into a place of personal isolation where you begin to withdraw from your family, first from him, in order so that you can't feel the rejection. You become callous and then you withdraw from your children. You withdraw from the things that you love. You withdraw from the things that you like. In a matter of years, you become a shell of yourself simply because you're staying in a place that's hurting you. The second thing that's going to happen or that could happen, and this could happen in one of two ways. Uh, let, me, let me read this to you. The most sophisticated, classy, upscale, highly esteemed person um, who has left to starve will eventually eat garbage to satisfy their hunger. It doesn't matter how good that person is, eventually they'll leave and get it from somewhere. Mm -hmm. We do not condone it. We do not want it to happen. It's bad for a marriage. It's bad for that person because they will, they will feel themselves fall down that, fall down that hole. But it can happen. It will happen. Okay, it's biblical. It, it throws them into a temptation tantrum. But when they're starved like this, it's, it's destructive. Yes. Okay, the second part of that or the second thing that can happen is it, basically it'll drive you away is that that person who is hurt and being rejected, if you're the one in that marriage that's hurt and being rejected, it will cause you to um, reject the situation. 
you'll begin to leave by, by way of the abuse of neglect. Mm. Okay? And believe you me, neglect is an abuse. Okay? So you're saying these two, okay, these two things can happen, but what do I do? Right. I'm married. What do I do to prevent these two things from happening? What you have to do, and we're, we're giving it to you from the, the point from a, a female to, uh, from a female to a male, from a wife to her husband who's rejecting her. You have to present your case, your case clearly. Up to now, you've been trying to get him to learn you. Up to now, you've been trying to get him to receive you. Up to now, you've been trying to get him to embrace you. But he doesn't know how detrimental the situation is. He doesn't know how dark the situation is. And you haven't been able to articulate how dark this situation is. That's why I told you those two things. He'll either drive you to a dark place of depression or he'll drive you away from him. One of the two are going to happen. And so you have to come to him in a way that will allow him to think and see what's exactly going on with you. If you don't step up mm. and love me, these things can happen. Now, like Takara said, you got to say it in a particular way. So what I did was I drafted a letter. All right. I drafted a letter. Lord Jesus. And, and hopefully um, it could come out. It doesn't have to come out like this. It doesn't have to be close to this. But it could give you an idea of how to, um, how to approach him. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. All right. I love this part. So, ma'am, you will say something like this. I love you with all that's in me. You are my husband, and I'll do whatever I can for you. I need you. And when I say I need you, I mean I need you. No one else and nothing else, just you. When you touch me, you tell me you accept me. When you hug me, you tell me you want me. When you kiss me, you tell me I'm desired and attractive. When you snuggle with me, you tell me you're in love with me and want me in your space. I need you. And when you don't touch me, it hurts in a way that you don't understand. If I'm never hugged by anyone again, as long as you hug me, I'll be okay. But when you don't touch me, I die a little more inside. And when I die, I am suffering and our marriage is suffering. If we don't get help, we're going to die. I need you. Okay. Can I just say the first time I heard him read this, I was like, oh my God, this is exactly, I think everything that, well, number one, the fact that a man can articulate this is very sexy to me. Thank you, husband. But I think the idea that so many women who have been here and been in this place, these are the words that we try to articulate in previous relationships and even in marriages. Yes. And these are what you just said here is pretty much, I mean, listen, raise your hand if this pretty much summed up what you want to say, what you've been trying to say, what you've needed to say. Heck, I didn't even know I felt like this about my own love language, like until today. Like, <laughs> well, you like, used to. Right. But I'm just saying, though, just even the way, like, I don't know. It, it is beautiful. I had a scripture that I found. I feel like my pastor. Yes, go ahead. I had a scripture that I found because I think what's important in that is that we understand that, you know, going back to the idea that God will change people. God does not change people. But I promise you, if you submit as a husband, submit your marriage to God. There is no way that a husband who was submitted to God will not hear what God needs him to hear about what his wife needs. Absolutely. 
Um, and that's, I think, what, you know, when we say prayer changes things, prayer, especially when you're both positioned under the authority and the leadership of God, prayer changes everything in that marriage if you both are there. Um, I'm going to read this from the Passion Translation because it has become my new translation of the Bible. Oh, my goodness. Um, so it's it's First uh, Peter 3 and 7. It says, husband, husbands, you in turn must treat your wives with tenderness, viewing them as feminine partners who deserve to be honored for they are co-heirs with you of the divine grace of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Now, this is the goal to live in harmony with one another and demonstrate affectionate love, sympathy and kindness toward other believers let humility describe who you are as dearly as you love one another the, shout out that scripture once again so they'll get it this is first peter 3 and 7 and 8 okay first peter 3 7 and 8 the idea is that as husbands there are very there are a lot of uh things that we we cast that we kind of throw out at husbands and wives and what they should do but ever since i've heard this um years ago um, from another husband who was just like literally a friend of ours, Emmanuel, who was pretty much just pretty much laid it out there. Like, listen, the Bible says I must treat my wife with tenderness. Otherwise, my prayers will go hindered. If I do not do this for my wife, my prayers will go hindered. If you literally can sit up there and look your God in the face and say, but this is why I'm not treating your daughter right this is why your daughter is starving of affection. This is why your daughter is dying emotionally inside. Do you really think that God is going to bestow blessings on your household when you are withholding good things from her? If God says he will withhold no good things from you and that you obtain favor when you found his daughter, what is, he, what is that going to say about you and your relationship with God that you are not honoring the favor that he gave you? Your blessings are getting blocked. Your prayers are getting blocked. So at the bare minimum, understand what you are doing to your household by not loving on your wife the way that she desires to be loved. And if you need some help, go get counseling. I've been that wife. I've gone to my pastor. Pastors couldn't hear it. Pastors couldn't understand it. Pastors, they thought it was me. Oh, they course, thought yeah. there was something that I was doing wrong. No, he does not touch me. What do you do? Go to a clinical counselor, go to a, even if you need to go to a Christian one, a sex therapist um, that goes in there because you have, there's a, something that you have to learn to understand what that touch does for your mate, what that desire does for your spouse. And if you don't give it to her, there's nobody that she doesn't want anybody to satisfy it, but you. Absolutely. And that's what that letter is there to do. It's not there just to be sweet. It's not there to just make a statement. It's there to drive you to a conclusive case that counseling is necessary. You both need counseling. You need counseling to heal from this. He needs counseling to understand um, what that's doing to you. You need counseling. He also needs counseling to understand you, like you just said. Mm -hmm. And you may also need counseling to understand him. Listen, we don't know the guy. We don't know the person on the other end of this, whether it be your husband or date, but we're talking about husbands now. We don't know him. We don't know what kind of trauma he had in his past. We don't know how he was raised. We don't know, mm -hmm. all, the we don't know all the intricate things that may keep him from just reaching out that may keep him from not pulling you in Absolutely. Closer. We don't know the mentality of that. So that's your job. As a married couple, as a, as a wife, you say, hey, let's go get help together because I need you. If we don't, this is not going to last. Now, what if he says no? 
What if he says still no? Well, don't don't just drop it. You go get help alone. You are too valuable of a person to sit and sink into a depressive state. Yes. And if you got help, you can stay in there just a little bit longer or at least long enough to get the strength to make us make some decisions. Whatever those decisions are, that's up to you. But at least you can stay in there long enough to make the right decision in this uh, because this environment, after you let them know, it's become an abusive environment. And ongoing for too long, negligence is abusive, period. And so, but what we would say to the husband or to the wife in a situation, never let your spouse go and get help alone. Don't let them go grow alone because when they, as they grow, they will go because they're outgrowing you. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. So that's very, very, very important. And and I do see, um, um, I mean, if you're that's the for, passion, that's the passion version, Regina. Yeah. The passion translation. TPT. I, one thing that I will say to both my single ladies and for my married ladies in this situation, here's why we suggest counseling so much. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it, it's because you need to understand that their inability or their unwillingness to love you properly should never be a reflection on your beauty, on your grace, on everything that you are uh, desiring and that you are deserving of in this relationship. And so one of the things that I had to go to counseling for is because I was in a relationship where I was made to feel like I was crazy for wanting that, mm -hmm. that it was just my opinion that love language was important, that it was just my opinion that being touched or wanting to be have affectionate shown towards me was just something that I needed. So much so that I began to believe, well, gosh, maybe, maybe he's right. Maybe I just like, you know, all the romantic stuff in the relationship. Maybe you were just, yeah, maybe you're asking for too much. I'm asking for too much. Your maybe expectations I'm, are too yeah, high. Yeah, maybe I'm just chasing the high from the beginning of the relationship. Maybe him no longer wanting me as a part of growing pains. Literally, these were things that I was beginning to tell myself in this relationship. Until I touched you. Yay! Shut up! <laughs> but seriously. Ladies, never buy into the fact or the idea that, that marriage as you go along needs to be without intimacy, needs to be without affection, needs to be without sex, anything like that. If you are um, in a marriage and you feel like that's the case, trust me, you're doing it wrong. Literally and figuratively, you're doing it wrong. Um, we'll get into more of that later, but understand that that is not what marriage is all about. And there is nothing wrong with you for wanting to be desired. There's nothing wrong with you for wanting to feel loved and needed. And we all need to feel it in a certain way. Kenya needs it differently than I do, but trust that we both need each other where each other needs to be. And that's what marriage is supposed to be about. Absolutely. Someone asked, uh, what about uh, women rejecting ma a man? Well, um, um, we try to make it balanced and we've pretty much addressed uh, that kind of question at the very beginning. But I will tell you this, it's the same thing. When you make something clear to someone who's hurting you and make it clear that what the, uh, what the um, result of that hurt can lead to, then by their value of you, by their value of the relationship, as far as married, listen, dating people don't use marriage, uh, marriage tips for your dating situation. Don't do that because what you're doing is you're 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 you'll find yourself going down a um going down a dark dark hole trying to still trying to fix them, um, but in this in, in in this situation, if it's if it's a um if it's a wife or if it's a husband to a wife which we've dealt with privately, um listen, 
you have to make it clear and it becomes clear and they seek counseling. In our case, we were to, we, we counseled. Um, but uh, you want, you just make it clear. Consequences are necessary to know mm -hmm. so that people will understand what they're headed for. You can't tell someone they'll reap what they sow if they don't know what the consequences are, are to be sown. And if the consequences are you're going to hurt me or you're going to hurt us and hurting me also hurts us, then guess what? This is in your hands mm -hmm. because I don't want to be hurt. And you leave it to them to answer, but you can come up with some answers yourself. You, you leave it to them to answer you while you say, so let's go to counseling. Right. Absolutely. Let's go here and get help. And if we don't get help, I will get help. Right. Right. Easy as pie. Yeah. It's, it's not that easy. Oh, but so I'm just saying you, it, it's, it's the, the, the logic of it, the reasoning of it, the reason, the, 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 the rationale of it is easy. Going through this is never easy. It is not easy. And I think I just I just want every church in the world to begin to do better at teaching about these types of things. Yeah, absolutely. I think as single people, we miss out on so much good teaching because we're afraid to help people understand what intimacy really means and what your love language really means. And so because we stay away from intimacy and all things that we are afraid might lead to sex, right. then we miss out on the opportunity to help our young brothers and sisters as we're growing into you know, young adults and then as we're getting into re being ready for marriage, we miss so many opportunities to help you understand that, listen, these are the things you need to be looking for in a mate. It's not, it is also about what kind of job they have. Of course, it's about, you know, whatever kind of education you want them to have and everything like that. But are they able to connect to you using your love language and it does not mean sex it just means are they able to speak to you and feed you because understand when you're in a marriage and you have nothing else and you have no money in the bank and you have nothing but each other you need to know that at the end of the day you have a spouse who understands you and who is willing to go all the way to get what you need um, to get to get you what you need. Absolutely, absolutely. And for those who are dating, we do have a, I believe one of the worksheets in Dating by Design, which is a, a course we have, one of the worksheets does um, address um, um, understanding your love language or it, under, uh, it addresses um, what you need and how you need it. So, um, and you becoming clear in what you need and how you need it so that you can look for whether they're capable of it or willing for or willing of it and you can see if they're uh if they're the kind of person who you can live with long term that makes sense it does um nikki nikki watson said i don't understand i need i need to get counseling for being treated less than i deserve or because he's rejecting me totally Mickey, as a single person, no, you don't need to get counseling. You need to get gone. But we're talking about me. She's married now for 14 years. Okay. Um, so, yes, 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 you do. Go ahead. You were about to say? I, well, I was about to say, as a single person, yeah, no. But as a married person, if you both have a commitment to seeing that marriage through, we believe in exhausting 
outside of abuse, we believe in exhausting all possibilities in order to get that marriage back on the right track. And counseling, yes, because like Kenyon alluded to earlier, there are some men who have never been taught how to be affectionate. There are some men who have been raised to believe that affection is corny or that affection is not masculine or things like that. There have been some men who have been sexually abused, so they shy away from anything other than just the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. So when it comes down to it, under, if you desire to get your marriage on the right track, but male or female, you need to understand why your spouse is refusing or why your spouse won't do it. But then, okay, what can we do to then get on the same page? If you have no desire, we have no help for you. But at the end of the day, if you want that from your spouse, if you desire that and they desire to get there with you, then yes, there is a need for counseling. But also, also, this is what I was going to say, because, because of the tone of that, I want to make sure that you understand that counseling is not a punishment. Counseling is not a consequence. It's a help. Counseling is not something is not is not um, a result. It's nourishment for the result. So even if he doesn't go, yes, you go. Why do you go? Because you still need to survive the ordeal. You still need to survive the situation. You are far too valuable a person. You are far too valuable a woman. I, I got a chance. I was going back and forth, and I was trying to catch up with what I was reading. And, and, and you're, you, you, you probably feel like your health is suffering. Your, your, um, your sense of self is suffering. All these things are suffering because you are still in a situation that you can't even cope with, and you're just kind of um, tolerating because that's where you are, and it hurts. And you need that same help because even... Even if you were to leave this situation, even if you were to walk away, you're still going to need help to come back from what that's done to you. You're still going to need help to come back from how that's how that's buried you under all of this emotion, under all of this rejection, under all of this self-esteem issues, under all of the things that he made you feel by his behavior that mm. are all lies all lies yes his behavior must change but now you need to really understand even if you have to go alone you have to understand that you can't believe his behavior about you you are not who he says you are yeah you understand what i'm saying and so now you have to you have to work you got to work past that you got to work up through that you got to work uh work um work around that and you got to get you got to break out of that that's that's something that you have to actually this is the reason why you will both need it because if, if he wants to change, he's going to need it. But in order for you to receive that change, in order for you to operate in that change, yes. in order for you to be healthy within that change, you're going to need it too. Because even if he changes tomorrow, if he changes right now, tomorrow, if he changes right now, you're not going to be ready. The reason why is, is because you won't know how to respond. Cause you've gotten so used to responding to the other side, to the toxicity. Yeah. If I get used to drinking poison, I might be immune to that poison, but that's all I'm going to drink. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? And so it might feel, it might be, it's familiar to you. So you really, it's, it's, it, it's, it's really programmed us. And what I mean by that, just psychologically, you've been programmed to receive that. Even though it hurts, you've been programmed to receive that behavior by habit. Mm -hmm. You know how to respond to it. You know how to avoid it. You know how to ignore it. You know how to uh, push it off when you don't have time for it because other things need, need, needs, need taken care of. You know how to deal with it. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to deal with it. So, yes, you, you or he and you both need that attention, that counseling attention. I hope that got there. Thank you for listening to the Soul Ties podcast recorded live on Facebook 
and distribute it to iTunes and SoundCloud. Now, if you're on iTunes, we can't grow without you. So help spread the love, rate us, leave a review, and share your favorite episodes. And don't forget to subscribe to the Soul Ties podcast so you won't miss any future topics or your questions being answered. Do you have questions that you want us to answer? Just visit relationshipgoals.tv. That's relationshipgoals, all one word, dot TV. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.